This Fisher F-75 metal detector is grazing over the grass in a backyard in Nashville, Tennessee. It's in the hands of a woman named Whit Hill. You have to um, keep moving, keep the machine moving when you're metal detecting. It doesn't really work so well when you just keep it there. If she hears the right squealing sound, it means there's metal down below, a potential connection to the past. I like knowing that I'm picking up something that somebody dropped a long time ago. I have no idea why that's meaningful to me. Just that feeling of, oh, I'm picking up some cufflinks that a man dropped 250 years ago. That makes me feel really warm and fuzzy. In fact, finding lost things is so meaningful to her. These objects like coins, bullets, old toys, they're not only found all around her house, but also in her songs. She has written an entire album about metal detecting called I Dug It Up. Here's a nickel with a buffalo Shotgun shell from long ago And the worms they wriggle saying no, no, no Robins follow me around. And so it got me thinking about my grandmother, that maybe Robins followed her around while she was digging in the garden. So the song Robins doesn't really talk about um, metal detecting until the end. It sort of starts with talking about my grandmother and that now I'm digging in the earth just the way she did. And, and why do you care? I care very deeply about similar things. This is Tony Gonzalez, a journalist who's been following Witt's career for a while. I, 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 I believe in, like, I believe in wonderment or increasing wonderment. Like, I like knowledge. I like people who are curious. I like curious things. Mm-hmm. I like believing that I can continue to be surprised or that I can find something new and different, um, that it's not all set. Like, we're just not done yet. Like, mm. I'm not done yet. We're not done yet, like, discovering things. Hmm. So, I don't know. I I like when someone else is out there um, helping us all see the world, like, with a little bit more wonderment in our eye. I'm Jacob Lewis, and from Nashville Public Radio, you're listening to Neighbors, a show about what connects us. Today, producer Tony Gonzalez takes us into the eclectic life of Whit Hill, who breathes new life into old things. Here's Tony. Whit Hill is in a backyard in a quiet, tucked away Nashville neighborhood with old towering trees and rolling green hills. We happen to be in prime battle of Nashville area, which I'm not going to say too loud. Um, And people have been metal detecting here for 50 years. As a hunter, she's a little secretive about her digging spots and wants to protect places where she's made good finds. 69, 63, up to 78. It's a little variable. I don't care. I'm digging that. I would I would dig that even if the numbers weren't so great. Because I, I, I like that sound. That sounds good. So I'm going to dig kind of a three-point. She digs a six-inch hole with a short shovel. Very rooty, rooty land. But the ground is so wet, it doesn't. it's not even holding together. I'm going to flip it over. So you can see that the the signal is in the dirt that I just popped out. See, it's not in the hole anymore. To find exactly where the tiny piece of metal is in the dirt, she uses a small black wand called a pro pointer. So you know you're on. I know, well, yeah, I know it's not in the hole. I know it's, it's right there. She roots around the loose dirt and then finally sees something. Here's the item. 
And it looks like a coin. She brushes it off. And it's a, it's a dime. No, it's a penny. So what we're looking for is the Lincoln Memorial or not. I think it's a, uh, a wheat penny. Is it, is it wheat? 1947. Awesome. It's pretty old. Mm-hmm, good find. There, you can keep that penny. It's our, our first find of the day. Witt has a blog called Dirt Girl Unleashed, where she chronicles all of her finds. These novelties are scattered on shelves and in stacked Tupperware all over her house in East Nashville. So these things here are suspender clips. These are old, probably 1800. Tiny toy guns. The step of a carriage. Shears. I think this is some kind of decorative grate. Buckles, the old iron buckles when you clean them up. They're really beautiful, and I've made jewelry out of these to give to my friends. People come, and they, and they all drop stuff. This buckle thing, I dug that, I came home, I wrapped the leather strap around it, and I was out that night with it. And I just, I, this is so ridiculous, and I know it. But the item has been in the ground for 150 years. And then it gets to go to a party. And I don't know why that makes me so happy, but because obviously I know it's an inanimate object, but I have been animating inanimate objects since I was a very young child, and I don't think I'm going to ever stop, so. I was wondering if Witt was ever worried that her music might be coming across as contrived. You could tell someone about the record. It could sound like a gimmick. Yes. Um, but it sounds like here you're not just going for quirky or for a gimmick. These songs are coming from a genuine place. They are, as all the best songs do. Uh, I have found, as, as a writer, that the strongest material, the one that gets, um, that means something to the listener are, are the songs that come from a, an honest, um, kind of reverential, um, place where, you know, where you really care about what you're singing about. I mean, it's some, it's kind of a no brainer. Witt leads a weekly songwriting group out of her living room. She cooks pasta and when it's time to share songs, they follow a certain set of rules. Among them, the most important mandate is that if you show up, you'll have something to play. The accountability that on Mondays, we write a song. Week after week, she shared her normal compositions. But when she got a metal detector, little bits of the hobby would appear in her songs. We're not allowed to say anything before we play our song. So there's no preface. You can't apologize. You can't say, oh, I just finished working. Uh, you might not understand. You can't say anything. You just pick up the guitar and you play the song. That's one of our hard and fast rules. So you just let the song land in the room the way it lands. She had no idea how they would be received. I, and I think that and uh, people did get it. People responded positively to the songs. And people were saying to me, you know, you should do a record of these songs. And I was having the same thought at the same time. Even though she had buy-in from her fellow songwriters, there was another crowd that she wanted to convince, her metal-detecting friends. Witt is a member of the Middle Tennessee Metal Detecting Club. It's full of almost uniformly older Southern men. They snack on Krispy Kremes while they marvel over each other's finds. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? That's the most beautiful Spanish row I've ever seen. I know. It turns yeah. out they weren't that hard to convince. And now they're probably her biggest fans. No. I don't know what the name of it is. It's called I Dug It Up. I Dug It Up. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it down, Dick. 
It's definitely when you're out when you're heading out to go metal detecting, pop that in. It gets you it gets you uh, in the mood for sure. <laughs> I like church music. Get you primed up for oh, yeah. church. <laughs> when she was done with the record, she decided to play it in full at a release party. Her songwriting and detecting friends were all together in the same room. By the way, I'd like to welcome everyone to uh, the CD release of I Dug It Up, yeah. what, what I believe to be the first uh, record uh, solely devoted to songs inspired by the hobby of metal detecting. <laughs> That's right, Alan reminds me it's not a hobby, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> and that is true, and you will learn more about that as the evening progresses. Witt has a friend named Cheryl Clark. They go detecting together, and she's listening and singing along from the back of the room and basically knows all of the words. Anybody that metal detects, I think, can relate, you know? We have found some amazing stuff, and we've found a lot of junk. I have never lost a belt buckle in my life. I have never lost a harmonica. I have never left a mason jar in the yard. I'm perplexed at these phenomena, and so I cry. How'd this get here? How'd this get here? Tell me how'd this get here? People who metal detect find themselves saying, how'd this get here? All the time. Because it's just so improbable. She digs around for the subject of that song. Yeah, this item blew my mind. Um, next to all these um, buttons, some of which have been broken and so on, uh, I pulled this out and thought, oh, this is a button that's been cut in half. I threw it in my bag. I didn't think anything about it. And uh, I got it home, and I just took another look at it. It didn't feel like a button. It, it's a little, it's got a little more texture to it. It's a little heavier. And uh, it didn't have a, you know, a connection on the back. It's a little dark metal half of a coin. So I looked at it through the loop, and I'm like, what am I even seeing here? And I realized that it was some kind of Asian or some kind of writing that I I didn't even recognize. She learned online that she'd found a coin from 1810, and it's from halfway around the world. So let's think about this for a minute. This is a... India Bengal presidential pice. It is cut in half, which is the way people would make change a long time ago. Uh, how did this get onto a bluff overlooking the Cumberland River in Middle Tennessee? And uh, I would just really like to know the story of this coin, but I never will. But uh, I love it. This is one of my all-time favorite finds. After the break, we learn more about where wit comes from and dig deeper into just how she sees the world. Wit Hill is not just a songwriter and metal detectorist. The child of two actors, she herself was a child actor. In college, she studied dance where her roommate was, get ready, Madonna. Come on. Yes, the Madonna. She got asked to talk about that so often that she wrote a book about her experience called Not About Madonna. Nowadays, she teaches dance and sings with her husband, Al. But detecting holds a special place in her heart. 
She tells Tony just how precious her dig spots are to her. There's a house near where Witt lives that was built in the 1700s. It's a beautiful, idyllic spot. I'm really kind of in love with this lawn. Um, this is around the corner. I, no, I, you know, you laugh, but I develop relationships with lawns. That's what it feels like. I mean, I show up and I'm like, oh, you're the most beautiful lawn and you're mine. And the homeowner gave me complete permission to be here and they're not even home. And it's a beautiful evening and nobody knows I'm here, but I feel completely safe. And I'm now, I'm going to dig in the ground. I know, you know, I know how crazy this sounds, but it's a meditative, zen feeling of connection with the planet and with history. And it's a beautiful thing. Wit takes me to another spot, a little farther away, where she feels very connected to history. This is a pretty, this is an amazing array here. Yeah, it really is. 150 years ago, this place was so different. And I know it sounds, I know it sounds silly, but I just wonder if, if Earth holds memory in some way. Sometimes I try and, and look out. We happen to be on the top of a hill right now. We can see for miles and miles. And I try and just, in my mind, just get rid of the houses and the telephone poles and the basketball court and try and imagine what this was like, you know, tens of thousands of troops and people dying. I mean, that's why I wrote that song, Oh, This Was a Battlefield. But 150-something years ago, this was a battlefield. This was a battlefield. Beneath the grass and the magnolias lies the blood of soldiers, bullets, shells, and sabers. Early on in detecting, Wit met a man named Doug Drake. There was something magical about him in the way he uh, looked at the world and and the way he understood history. It was like it was in his in his DNA. He was just wired that way. He became a mentor to Wit, showing her the ins and outs of metal detecting, seen through his own unique lens. But sadly, he passed away. In her grieving, she wrote a song about him called The Old Digger. And it's about um, kind of what, what heaven would be like for somebody who does this. The old digger is gone to that home site beyond where the weather is fine and your shovel melts into the ground so easy (laughs) I don't know that the world needs a second record of songs about metal detecting um I don't know. I've, I mean, I have enough already to do that. Yeah. I just, you know, I trudge on, do my little Monday night things and write my songs. And I've just been going to lawns in my neighborhood. And thankfully, I live in an amazing neighborhood where I can often find cool stuff. When Wit glibly mentions cool stuff, she's actually setting a pretty high bar. After we found the 1947 Wheat Penny... I started to get caught up in all the possibilities that might be in the ground. And here's another one right next to it. 
have high hopes. There's not one, but two good tones down in the soil. Okay, so the first one's right kind of under this root, and the next one's right over there, under that yellow leaf. I like the signal. I like that there are two things right next to each other. It's probably two bottle caps <laughs> from somebody who was partying up here 50 years ago. But you never know. There's a whole lot else happened here right on this spot 150 years ago. She gets a good sound from her pinpointer. Ooh. <laughs> good work, Tony. See it? You get to do you get to do the honors. It's your find. See it right there? I get to clean it off here. Yeah, you get to pick it up. Look at that. And it is This looks just like the ones you showed me earlier. A small cylindrical piece of metal. Does it have rings? I don't think so. It's an Enfield. In other words, a Confederate bullet. Dropped more than a century ago, and now in my hand. Awesome first find. I mean, really awesome first find. Just listening to the signal. Good for you, Tony <laughs> Gonzalez. Sweet. Look at this thing. It's beautiful. That's a really cool find. So this, within this is 100 our, feet or whatever. This is our third Enfield in a very small area. And there's another one, I believe, right next to it, which we have to find. So let's find it. Dig it up. Let's dig it up. Deep in the woods. Awesome. Deep in the woods, it was ringing real good. Ten inches down, ten inches down with a solid sound. Mule shoe, mule shoe, you're so sweet. I'm gonna take you home with me. I dug it up, I dug it up. Neighbors is from Nashville Public Radio and produced by me, Jacob Lewis. Production assistance from Caleb Shiver. Special thanks to Tony Gonzalez for his reporting. He actually works down the hall from me, and that Confederate Enfield bullet that he found is sitting on his desk right now. Show's editors are Emily Siner, Mac Linebaugh, and Anita Bug. Music by Pottington Bear and Whit Hill. Neighbors is a member of The Herd. Learn more at theherdradio.com. That's H-E-A-R-D. Go leave a review in iTunes. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. I'm Jacob Lewis, and I'm reminding you to get to know your neighbors.